It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. Bigpodcast.com is the website, and this is the podcast about how to grow an audience, how to make people care about your message, how to get people involved, basically how to come up with a podcast that if you missed an episode, people would notice and reach out to you. Hey, where's that episode? How often does that happen? Not often enough, but it's going to happen with you if you listen to what I'm talking about. This is the audio version of the weekly newsletter that I do. It is called Big Podcast Insider. It goes out every Friday morning, New York time. This is what we are going to cover on this episode. Welcome to the arena. Book, podcast, movie. It's a linear thing. We're going to talk about it. Exposed, 30 ways influencers, I'm going to put that in quotes, cheat. Huh? You thought they were really that important? Eh, Not always. How to be a YouTuber, the ultimate guide, a $9 custom t-shirt for your podcast, how podcasters can make the most of podcasting conferences, how to make acoustic panels for your podcast studio. I do an audio-only podcast, but you may have seen my studio. It was built as a closet when I came into the house, became a studio. And I'm going to talk more about how to make your closet, your office sound better with DIY sound panels. Also, got a cure for insomnia. (laughs) It's a joke. It's podcasting related and a couple of classified ads, services that you need to know about. This episode brought to you by Riverside.fm. Do your remote podcasts sound like you're in the same room right next to the person? If you want to do that better and easier, Riverside.fm is for you. Here's how it works. You give your guest a web link. It opens up in the Chrome browser. Boom. They are inside a studio, no additional software to download. They're right there face-to-face with you if you want to do it on video, or you can do it audio only, which is what I prefer. You can edit your content with their magic editor. You can save hours of work in just a few clicks. If you're doing video, upload your logo, change the session background, choose the speaker layout, export it directly to YouTube. You want to build that connection with your listeners? You can stream your video live as you are recording. They're going to let you try it for free. Have a couple of hours on me. Riverside.fm is where to go for that. Sign up if you want to stay. I think you'll want to. Let me give you the discount code. Again, you're going to go to Riverside.fm. Sign up now. You're going to get two hours for free. Here is the discount code should you want to stay. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The URL, Riverside.fm. The discount code to get 15% off. Big Podcast, B-I-G. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. All those things that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, welcome to the arena, the $9 t-shirt, the cure for insomnia. I'm going to run through all of them. And to make it easier on you, so you know when I go from one story to the next, you're going to hear this sound. Just like an old school children's book that you're reading along with. When you hear this sound, next story. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the arena. This is something interesting that happened to me last week. A two-sentence tweet, it was seen over 900,000 times within 24 hours. Here's how it happened. I responded to a conservative broadcaster. (laughs) This guy's actually pretty well known in the podcasting space. I'll let you read between the lines on that one. (laughs) This is a company that's in Nashville where I am. Unlike me, they're not native Nashvillians. Unlike me, they haven't even been here that long. Just a couple of years. The secondary guy, I guess he's a co-host or something. He posted something about Tennessee. 
And me, as a Nashville native, a native Tennessean, I took it personally. I responded to him, a one-line tweet. He immediately retweeted my comment, and the pylon began. Sound familiar? If you were around last year at a major podcasting convention, you've seen this play out before. This is how this dude works. So the pylon begins, and that's when the views started to stack up. Over 900,000 views on this within the first 24 hours. I was responded to hundreds of times, tagged in hundreds of messages, most of them nothing more than name-calling. This is important for you as a podcaster because it's things like this. This is why people, podcasters included, they don't speak up. And I get it. The internet, I'm going to put that in quotes. The internet is mean sometimes. And we often forget that there are living, breathing people behind the messages that we see. Woke up the next day, my retweet from this guy, still getting views. I got another couple hundred mean messages. And I thought about what to do in this situation. Well, you know, I could go on lockdown. That's what some people do. And I wouldn't blame somebody for doing that. I could log off. I could get off Twitter entirely. That's what some people do. But I started scrolling through them because I've got important work to do on Twitter. I'm communicating with real people, people like you, people with podcasts that are helping people. And those are the messages that I don't want to miss. So I'm scrolling through these messages, looking for important messages to me. And as I'm scrolling through, I noticed something interesting. I wasn't the only one pushing back against what this guy said. Just so happened I was the first. Saw the tweet come in. I responded to him immediately. And that's why he retweeted it. I was online as his message came through. He was online as my message back to him came through. And you know how it is when you're at the top of the thread. That's going to get you a lot of attention. This guy retweets it. That got me even more attention. And it would be very easy to think if you're the first person to push back against something, that you're the only one. Because there's all this noise around you. I call it the snowflake echo chamber. Everybody's outraged. And let me tell you what the tweet was, in case you're wondering. This guy's making a comment on a teacher in Nashville. And they're banning books here. And that's the long and the short of it. She's frustrated by that. They're telling her what she can teach, what the librarians can have in the library, what kids can read. I agree with that. I do not believe in censorship. This guy does, and I responded to him. I said, are you for free speech, which is what he was for at the podcasting event when they were complaining, or are you for censorship? Pick a side. Two-sentence tweet. Are you for free speech or censorship? Pick a side. That's it. Anyway, that's when the snowflake echo chamber engaged. Boom! Blew up. And it's easy to look at Twitter or YouTube comments or whatever and be scared off by that. The volume of noise from angry and hateful people who seemingly live there on Twitter in the YouTube comments section. And I can't blame somebody for not wanting to jump into that arena. One, not responding at all. Or two, if you do respond and the thing blows up in the snowflake echo chamber, Wanted to get away from it. I don't blame somebody for that. But when it comes to your podcast, I hope that you don't let the numbskulls keep you from speaking your truth. There are people waiting for your message. And it's not this mass media Twitter or mass media YouTube. These are people who are searching you out. It's a lot more difficult to find you. You know that. It's a lot more work for somebody to find a podcast, listen to a podcast, actually engage with a podcast than it is a tweet or than it is a soundbite on YouTube. So right there, we're sort of protected from all this outrage, 
that's happening on social media because our content is tougher to get to. But with that said, because people are having to work to get to our content just a little more, those are the people that really need to hear it. So don't hold back on that when it comes to your podcast. There are people who are waiting for your message and your podcast is the perfect way to deliver that to them. On the newsletter, which is newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We talked about that. You've heard this podcast before, right? I talk about that URL all the time. That's where all this stuff that I'm talking about is in writing. If you want to see this, if you want to get all the links. And on that site, newsletter.bigpodcast.com, this is what I have typed out. There are people waiting for your message, period. And my advice in the newsletter, copy that sentence and print it out. Not as easy to do here in audio, so I'm going to say it again. There are people waiting for your message. Write it down, internalize it, live by it. There are people waiting for your message. Need help getting it out? That's what this episode is about. You need more help than this episode has? Reach out to me, bigpodcast.com. That's where I am. Let's make some things happen. Book, podcast, movie. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F***. You know that book? 15 million copies sold. Amazing, right? It was just made into a movie. What you may not know is that Mark Manson, he's the author, his first book, Models, that was self-published. And he's got a podcast. In the previous episode of this podcast, I talked about how as a podcaster, you were already positioned to write a book. You've got the content. All you need to do is package it in a certain way. Same for movies. This is the opportunity for you. But you've got to have an audience. And the way you build an audience is to create something new. I've got five actions for you. These are things that you can do today that will help you grow your podcast audience. Number one, optimize your podcast for search. Make sure your podcast title, the description, episode titles, They use relevant keywords to improve discoverability on platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm not talking about keyword stuffing. What I'm saying is don't get cute when it comes to your podcast titles. No puns, no riddles, no making people guess what your podcast is about. This podcast, Build a Big Podcast, that's not a sexy title. I did not pick that title because it was clever or because I'm trying to be creative. I picked that title because I wanted to convey to you what this podcast is about and what is it about? You know what it's about because you've been listening to it. The whole thing is about building a big podcast. More or less every episode of this podcast, when I start it, I say, this podcast is not about tech. It's not about plugging in a microphone. It's not about new, shiny, blinky objects that you can put your voice through to sound better. It is about you spreading a message. It is about building an audience. It is about building, as the name says, a big podcast. That's the other thing about optimizing your podcast for search. It's not only keywords, it's making it very clear what people are going to get. So if you were to give me your podcast name, your podcast subtitle, and your episode titles, Am I going to know what you're talking about before I press play on those episodes or on your podcast in general? I should. Number two, utilize social media. 
I know, ironically, since I was talking about getting dogged on social media. <laughs> and let me go back to that just for a second. I don't think I was dogged on social media. I think I was planting my flag. I tell people all the time, fly your flag, plant it, man. Plant it. I don't care about the snowflake echo chamber. I care about the people who might be affected by the snowflake echo chamber. They need to see pushback. That is how you utilize social media in this situation. And for your podcast specifically, you need to be sharing your podcast episodes on personal and professional social media accounts and engaging with listeners to build a community. If you were to go to visit me on Twitter or Mastodon, Twitter username at David Hooper. That's how to do that. If you were to mention me in a comment, then I'm going to assume that comment is related to podcasting. Or if you were to ask me a question related to podcasting, you are going to get a reply because I'm building the community. This isn't about having a billion listeners, a billion likes, a billion follows. This is about community. That is how you spread a message. That is how you build a big podcast. Big is not necessarily likes or subscribers or download numbers. Big is impact. By the way, if you want me to help you utilize your social media, let me give you my Instagram account, the Big Podcast Instagram the username is Big Podcast. Spell it out: B I G P O D C A S T one, number one. Big Podcast one. If you go there, there's a form you can fill out. Send me a photo of your podcast studio. I will help you get the word out about your podcast. Sharing your photo of your studio, sharing a little something about your podcast, letting people know that are interested. I will get you connected with other podcasters. That's what this community is. Number three. Guest appearances, reach out to other podcasters and ask to be a guest on their shows. This will expose your podcast to a new audience. Not other podcasters as in podcasting. I'm talking about podcasters that are talking about the topic that you talk about. You're not necessarily going to benefit by being on this podcast, build a big podcast, unless we are talking about that. If you are trying to build a podcast around a certain topic in your life, Let's say it's a hobby. Let's say it's a life experience. Whatever. Go see podcasters who are talking about those things. You probably know I've got a broadcast radio show, music business radio. I talk about the music business because that is the industry that I came from. This week, the guy that I am interviewing owns a social media marketing agency. His job is to promote music releases, live events, studios, music venues, tours, music charities, via social media, and also traditional advertising. He does new media and traditional media. His clients are musicians. His clients are the industry. That's why he's on my podcast. This appearance isn't national. It's not Oprah. It's not Time Magazine. It's not the New York Times. But it is the industry that he works in. And I would argue that being on music business radio, because it's the industry that he works in, that's going to be more important than Oprah or Time Magazine or the New York Times or CNN or other national media outlets. Podcasting is very specific. It's very powerful. So if you're not taking advantage of guest appearances to grow your podcast audience, you are missing out. The person most likely to listen to your podcast is the person who is listening to another podcast and already knows about podcasting, already likes podcasting, already knows how to subscribe to a podcast. That's the third way to grow your podcast audience guest appearances. Number four, leverage email marketing, collecting email addresses from your listeners and sending them updates about new episodes, behind the scenes content, other exclusive material. You need help doing that? 
I've got a link to a very good mailing list software. I think it's 49 bucks, one time, crazy, right? It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is where the rubber meets the road as far as connection. Email, man, behind the scenes content, the stuff that they can't get on the podcast. And it's great because there's no algorithm. Email it, land in every single box that you get. A few hundred people on your mailing list, that is much more valuable than thousands of people on social media. Leveraging email marketing, that's number four. Number five, cross-promote with other podcasts. Reach out to other podcasters in your niche, that's important, and ask if they'd be willing to cross-promote shows to their audience. And you promote their shows to your audience. This is huge because what I just said about guesting. The person most likely to listen to your podcast is the person who's listening to a podcast already, especially if it's on a very specific topic. Again, people are searching you out. And sometimes it's not easy to find those great podcasts. So if I've found one that I like with a host that I like, and that host vouches for another one, I'm going to give it a shot. Let me just go through those one more time. One, optimize your podcast for search. Two, utilize social media. Three, guest appearances. Four, leveraging email marketing. Five, cross-promote with other podcasts. I've got the whole thing linked and more information at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I love this one. 30 ways influencers cheat. And I've got influencers in quotes. Influencers. <laughs> Woo, uh, uh, the ego on some of these guys, man. It's interesting working in a business with real celebrities. And I'm talking Taylor Swift level, right? Somebody where... She goes out to eat. Well, she can't go out to eat, not without being recognized. That's the kind of influence that I'm talking about. That is an influencer, real celebrity, not somebody who had a channel on YouTube with 100,000 viewers. And, you know, I mean, that's cool. Look, it's niche marketing. That's what most podcasters do. Me, David Hooper, if I go out into the world, it's a non-issue. Occasionally here in Nashville, because we are a music business town, because I'm on broadcast radio here, and because there's so many musicians, sometimes I'll be out, I'll register for something, David Hooper, people will recognize my voice. Had it happened to the dentist once. Are you that guy on the radio? <laughs> I got tools in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I am. Occasionally something like that will happen. But in general, micro-influencers, me, you, a lot of podcasters, we are going for a very specific audience. And it's not that much different from at your church. Maybe there's a board or a committee. There's always that one person that has more influence over the committee than the other. Somebody who's taking leadership. That's all we are. Hopefully we've got a bigger committee and four or five people, people that are following us and looking to us for leadership. But let's get it clear. We are not celebrities for the most part. Speaking of the music business, the other day I was talking to an old school music business friend of mine. This dude's been in the music business since the seventies, I mean, 50 years, man, he was working with Led Zeppelin back then. He's seen a lot. And I was asking him about a recent publishing deal that was in the news. One just happened. We weren't talking about this one, but I'll give you an example. Justin Bieber sold his catalog, $200 million. And just to be clear, he wasn't talking about the Bieber deal, but insert that here if you want to. And he said this to me, he said, nothing is ever as it seems. There's always more to the story than we see. And there's definitely more to that story. Anytime you see a big story in the media, there is more 
to that story. We don't have all the details. And I'm not saying the media is holding back. I'm just saying that there's too many details for us to know what's really going on. You see a guy in your neighborhood, he's got a nice car, he's got a nice wife, he's got a nice green lawn. There's more to the story there than you were seeing. You see a facade. And the same is true with the influencers that we see online. Nowhere is this more true than social media. It's just like reality television. Most of what we see online from online influencers is way more hype and entertainment than anything that's reality. I've got some behind the scenes info. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is a fascinating read about how these guys are getting followers, how they are getting people on webinars, how they are getting interactions. And no joke, if you've got $100 in your pocket, you could make this stuff happen for you tonight. It is that easy. It is that inexpensive. Will it ultimately do what you want it to do in the end? I don't know. You can go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com and read this information, but it'll get you in the game. The game of big hype, smoke, mirrors, that game. Do I recommend it? No, I don't recommend it. I don't. I think the best opportunities for podcasters come with this micro-influence, and I can help you do that here. You don't need to spend money on that. Just listen to this. Or if you want to, go get the book. I've got it linked, bigpodcast.com slash book. 15 bucks on Amazon. That stuff has a little more substance as far as the relationships you're building. But look, I'm no Sunday school teacher. If you want to get into this, learn the 30 ways influencers cheat and jump in, by all means, jump in. You can find the information, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you do jump in like that, reach out to me and let me know how it works for you. I'll bring you on. We'll talk about it. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let's talk about YouTube. How to be a YouTuber. You seen these guys online? I got some of these dudes in my neighborhood living in big houses, man. It's like party central over there, videotaping everything. Crazy. Always online, always influencing. (laughs) I've got a deep dive about how to be a YouTuber. Maybe you're like me. You've got absolutely no desire to make this happen for yourself. But even if you are, I encourage you to take a quick look at this. It's full of great advice that you can use to make your podcast better. Let me give you some big ideas that I think you're going to find helpful. People are either haters, champions, or bored. Bored is the biggest camp. They're not judging, and it's your job to shift them to champions. Let's take it back to the snowflake echo chamber. You are not going to win those guys over. You've already got your champions. What about the people that are in the middle? That's why you respond to those messages. That's why you put your content out, and that is your opportunity. People are either haters, champions, or bored. Don't forget the champions. Those guys have gotten you where you are now, but let's bring those bored people in. How can we make those champions? It's all linked. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me give you some more. Microphone confidence depends on true confidence. You develop true self-confidence by becoming comfortable in your own skin. I'll give you a music business example because I used to see this all the time. These young artists, maybe they've got something going on. Parents put them in dance lessons, singing lessons. They're good looking, attractive. They mark all the boxes. What those artists rarely have, though, is a sense of self. They've got other people making moves for them, other people making the decisions for them. We're all like that in some way. We grow up, we want to be liked, we want to be accepted. I'm not making judgment on that. But true confidence behind the mic, that happens if we're lucky enough to bypass that, we leave it behind, or we blow it up. That's true confidence, and that takes a minute for most people. 
If you think about pop music, the artists that I'm talking about, teenagers, early 20-somethings, it's very rare to find people who are really seated in themselves. Now, maybe they have their finger on the pulse. That happens. But I'm talking about the true artiste, man. Let me give you a couple of examples. Books that have recently come out. Government Cheese by Stephen Pressfield. Dude's like 80 years old. Didn't have his first hit, if you will, till he was 51. That's a guy who lived it, went through it, and became who he is through trial and error. And that's actually what that book is about. Government Cheese, great book. The new Rick Rubin book. That's a dude who's been doing it, man. Now, granted, he started young. He started Def Jam Records in a dorm at NYU. But he's been around, man. But we're talking 40 years ago. He's been through it. And year after year, decade after decade, this man has had hit after hit after hit. Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, Slayer, Dixie Chicks, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hit after hit after hit. And he knows what he's talking about. It's a good book. A friend of mine just sent me the audiobook a couple days ago. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go into it. Started listening to it. It's good. I think you're going to connect to it. Most of it, being around musicians, like I have been, being a musician myself, a creative person myself, writing books, doing podcasts. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. But the thing he's done with this book, which is about the creative process, he's talked about it in a way and organized it in a way that I don't think anybody has done before. Worth a listen, worth a read. Really anything that these two are doing, check it out. Stephen Pressfield, Rick Rubin. Let me give you another big idea. For each piece of content you create, focus on getting 1% better in an area that interests you. What is that? Video editing, podcast editing, making your sound better. Maybe it's something very specific about making your sound better. Compression, EQ, DSing, your preamp, whatever. 1% better, that adds up. Let me give you a quote from Ira Glass. This is a message about how to become a great broadcaster. Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish somebody had told me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste. But there's a gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. It's trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into this game, is still killer. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of us never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if you're just starting out or you think this is a phase, you got to know it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so every week you will finish one story. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than almost anyone I've met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through. It's good stuff, right? If you want another podcast to listen to, speaking of one podcaster recommending another podcaster, Look up the podcast, The Clock Starts Now. The host, Shrikant Joshi. And I'm going to spell it for you. It's an Indian guy. S-H-R-I-K-A-N-T. That's the first name. Shrikant. Last name, Joshi. J-O-S-H-I. Shrikant decided at the first of the year that he was going to produce 
one narrative nonfiction piece every week. So at the end of the year, 52 narrative nonfiction pieces. It's four or five weeks in right now. And this stuff is great, man. It's great. He takes a random topic. This is why it's called The Clock Starts Now. 10 a.m. Sunday. He gets a random topic. And then it's go, 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 go. Until the next week. And the process starts all over again. If you want to see work as it is being made, working with him through this, he shares the process and things that he's working through. You might have an opportunity to be a guest on this show, actually. He's always looking for sources because the topic is different every week. Anyway, look him up. The clock starts now. Shrikant Joshi is the host. It is a very, very good podcast. I think you will find it inspiring for starting where you are and jumping in, man. Jumping in, not waiting for permission. He didn't wait for somebody to hire him or until he was in the United States and had more resources and more money or whatever. He started where he was. And it's very, very good. The clock starts now. Shrikant Joshi. I've got more thoughts on all of this at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. A $9 custom t-shirt for your podcast. This is something all real podcasters know. If you don't know it, I'm going to clue you in. You don't have a real podcast until your podcast has its own t-shirt. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But if you want a custom t-shirt for your podcast, $9. That's all it's going to run you. I've got the link. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How podcasters can make the most of podcasting conferences. I'm working on a brand new podcasting conference now. Well, I'm helping with the panels. Let's say that. So if you're interested in speaking at this conference, it has to do with rock and roll and podcasting. Also, they have combined with a comic convention. So if it's comic, pop culture, and podcasting, you got a podcast about that. I'd love to talk to you as well. So anyway, I'm working on setting up the panels for these podcasting conferences. And I'm thinking a lot about this. How can podcasters get the most out of podcasting conferences? Let me give you some thoughts on how to do this. The first thing, research the conference beforehand to know which attendees, speakers, and panels that you want to see. Reach out to those people you want to meet and connect with them in advance of the event. So let's say you're going to come to Rock and Pod in Nashville. You know that I'm going to be there. You reach out to me. Hey, David, I'm going to be at Rock and Pod in Nashville. I said, great. Here's where I'm going to be. Let's connect. Make sure you say hello. Number two, bring business cards. I know, I know. Yeah, you still need them at conferences. That's my opinion. Or a way to collect contact information from other attendees. One of the things that I like to do on my business card, I've got a QR code. People can actually subscribe or follow, whatever you want to call it, either one or both to the podcast right there using the QR code. I don't have to say it's build a big podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, type in Build a Big Podcast in the search box. Nope. Scan that QR code. It's on the business card. That's number two. Bring business cards and or a way to collect contact information. That's probably more important, honestly. You want to collect contact information from other people. Most people don't follow up. Don't be the one to do that. You follow up. Collect contact information from the people that you meet. The best relationships, the deepest relationships that you have, they're going to be these in-person relationships. Third thing, utilize social media to share videos and photos from the conference and share key takeaways. Tagging this content with the official conference hashtag will immediately connect you with attendees whom you'd never otherwise meet. We double screen, you know this. And at podcasting conferences, any live event, you've got the screen that's literally right in front of you, everything going on around you. You've got your phone. And on your phone, a lot of times, you're going to be looking up that official conference hashtag, finding out where people are, finding out what panels are coming up, what you're missing, what you want to be a part of. 
You can add to that conversation by utilizing the official conference hashtag saying, hey, I'm here. Here's what I'm doing. Join me. Again, flying that flag. It's another way that you can do it. The fourth thing, be prepared to record audio and video content for your podcast during the conference. Here's an idea for you to steal. Have a single question related to your podcast conference that you can ask multiple people, then combine the different answers into a single episode. Maybe make it a segment. When I'm at Rock and Pod, I will be seeing and interacting with a lot of musicians, a lot of whom I can't get easy access to because they're touring or I simply wouldn't want to do an entire interview with because it's not a match for my show, Music Business Radio. However, maybe a single question is a way to work those guys into what I'm doing. Consider that. Steal that idea. Have a single question related to your podcast topic that you can ask multiple people then combine the different answers into a single episode or make it a standalone segment. For example, if I had a podcast about the iPhone, that's what I talk about day in and day out. The iPhone, the iPhone, the iPhone. Maybe the question I would ask is, what's your favorite app on the iPhone? What is the app that you can't live without? Something like that. That would be interesting to people who are listening to that podcast. It's a great way to find new apps and find out how other people are using their iPhones. Fifth thing, this is one of the most important. Be prepared to talk about your podcast and why people should listen. Can you describe your podcast in a single sentence? I'm going to tell you how to do it. My podcast is for blank listeners who want, like, or desire blank, a good outcome. My podcast, Build a Big Podcast, is for podcasters Who want a bigger audience, more impact, more money from their podcast? I'll give it to you again. My podcast is for blank, the type of listeners that you have, who want, and then what your listeners want, who want, like, or desire blank, goal or outcome. I'll give you five of those strategies. I've actually got more. The full list is at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. How to make acoustic panels for your podcast studio. As I mentioned, I'm in a five by eight closet, 40 square feet with probably enough insulation for a room 10 times the size of this. (laughs) I've got blankets, I've got foam, and I've got these huge rock wool panels that make me sound great. But those acoustic panels, they're expensive. For this one room, when I priced them out, I was looking at at least $2,000 just for the panels. What I did, because I wanted to save a little money, I wanted something custom, I got $500 worth of materials, a couple days of labor, and put together exactly what I wanted. Derek Frank, I'm going to show you a video if you go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com. He shows you exactly how he did something similar. Building cheap acoustic panels, wood, screws, rock wool insulation, cloth. That's it. Easy peasy. Man, not really. I had to have my father-in-law help me and my wife. They both have an engineering background. They're better at measuring. They're better at math and engineering than I am. But anyway, we made it happen. Got all 10 fingers. It's not that difficult. If you want, Derek, you can hire him to build these acoustic panels for you. You're going to love this video. Very clever. You can do it yourself. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Your friend Somnia. Everybody's got that thing that puts them right to sleep. 
This is a joke. I've been sharing jokes in the newsletter. This is something I put up on the big podcast Instagram. It says, during the colder months, some animals go into a deep coma-like state to preserve their energy. I do this when an old school podcaster starts talking about making his own RSS feed back in the early 2000s. Here's why I bring this up. (laughs) It's because this podcast, it's about building a big podcast. This is in service of that. Nobody cares about the technical details of your podcast. Yeah, maybe they want to know about how it's made, about you. They want something to attach you and meaning to the podcast, to the person that they're listening to. That's fine. But to go into the technical elements of it, do you know the difference between FM and AM? Do you know what wattage means? And the one other thing, in addition to wattage, that's important to get your radio signal out into the world? Probably not. And do you really care if your favorite station is 10,000 watts or 100,000 watts? If you're in the city within that signal, no. No. Your listeners don't need to know about RSS feeds. I do not talk about RSS feeds when I tell you to subscribe to this podcast, except because you're in podcasting, I do give you an RSS feed, but we don't go into the technical elements of it. Talk about a packet of audio coming down the internet, blah, blah, blah. Here's how the internet works. Who cares? Go to Apple Podcast, go to Google Podcast, scan the QR code, or here's the RSS feed for you to type in. That's all you need. If you want to make it easy to subscribe to your podcast, add that QR code to your subscribe page, by the way. I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. First things first, I want to give you some classified ads. Swell AI, you Swell AI to automate your podcast episode summaries, timestamped episode highlights, and long-form articles based on the content of your episodes. I've been using this for about a month. I love it. I upload my audio to Swell AI, and it does the rest. It gives me a transcript, also a nice long article, 1,800, 2,000 words. Kaboom! Pops it out using the power of artificial intelligence. A long-form article that isn't perfect, but it's pretty darn close. And you're going to be impressed. You can try Swell AI for free. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Also, I want to talk to you about audio. You've been hearing these sound bites like this all throughout this episode. Where do I get those? Well, one of the places that I get them, audio. You can explore thousands of high-quality songs to use in your podcast. There's new music added daily and also sound effects. This is a company right where I am in Nashville. It's got a lot of great stuff, not just country, by the way. So if Nashville's scaring you off, mm -mm, it's not country. I'm talking about high quality produced music that is going to make your podcast sound great. You can check it out. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. All right, let's get back to that QR code, how you can get the next episode of Build a Big Podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. This is free, by the way. We used to call it subscribe. Some people call it follow. And here is how to do either one or both. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three buttons for you. One for iPhone. If you've got an iPhone, click on it. Boop, you're good to go. Android, click on it. Boop, you're good on the Android. I've got the RSS feed, which I just talked about. I'm not going to show you how it works because you already know or you don't. It doesn't matter. Either way, I've got the RSS for you. And I've got a QR code that you can hold your phone up to. You can scan it. It will immediately put Build a Big Podcast on your phone. You can listen to me in the car, in the gym, wherever you go. Maybe you're coming to Rock and Pod in Nashville. You can listen to me. Maybe you'll see me. I will blow your mind. You'll say, hey, David, I'm listening to you, and I'm also seeing you. Mind blown. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That is where to get it. Go there right now before you forget. Subscribe now, and I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.